Happy Wednesday, good people. We got a bunch of news for you today. We'll be talking some Rhea Ripley, the fallout of NXT hit what heat wave as well as some tiffany stratton news and i promise you we're going to get to all the news today in just a second we'll be right back 10 9 8 7 6 5 4 3 2 1 0 women's wrestling talk the number one women's wrestling show on the planet Good afternoon, good evening, and to some good morning. It's the Wednesday edition of WWT Women's Wrestling Talk Live. We have a lot of news, and I assure you we're going to get to all the news today. It is I, the EST of WWT, and luckily I am not alone. I am joined by my good fellow DJ Chuck. Chuck, how you doing today? EST, what's the word? What's the word? <laughs> what's the word? I, we're going to get into all that today. I, whatever whatever I, happened on Monday is a... It's a vapor of memory. We gonna we gonna talk to. <laughs> I'm I'm incredibly sad. I could not make it on Monday. I had a bunch of running around to do, post works and and looks like y'all had a ball, man. I'm 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 sad I didn't miss that. I I didn't join that broadcast. It was something. I see the chat starting to fill up. What's up, everybody? How you guys doing? But yeah, we had we had a lot to discuss. A lot has happened in the past forty eight hours. Of course, we have, um, the Wembley event for AEW this weekend taking That's place. Crazy. We're going to be having, I believe, payback in another week. We're, we're gearing up for a lot, and we just had NXT Heat Wave. Were you able to check it out? I was able to check out a little bit of it, got a little bit of the highlights in as well. An, a, a great NXT show, man. Like, I am trying. Oh, Santana already in the chat. She already, she already on it. I, I wouldn't Santana expect already. anything more, though. But uh, <laughs> speaking, speaking of having massive heat, but yeah, Heat Wave highlights. I was checking them out. A, a solid solid i don't even know what like these are like you can they're not they're not premium live events or pay-per-views they're like kind of like what is that when AEW does where it's like it could be a, a pay-per-view but it's on tv what is it a a free live event i don't know what else to call it, but you know what i mean that's it has it's a pay-per-view type card but on cable television it was one of those uh high quality matches championship match of course every everything on the card has has been was incredibly solid man great matches all around well what were some of your highlights you know what? The match with Trick and Ilya actually impressed me a lot. That knee strike, bro. <laughs> Towards the was, end of the match, we almost took off his woohoo, man. Yeah, it was a good match. It, good showing for Trick overall. Um, we're going to see more of him. I, I wonder, you know what? Going into that match, I almost thought that would have been his swan song because I wasn't one of the people that would think that Ilya would take a, a clean L. Right. And, you know, they've been referencing uh, Mello and Trick on Friday nights. But, you know, what was interesting is that the moment that Mello and Trick had backstage and Trick was peeping out NXT title a little bit too too hard, a little too tough. It was, right. it was very interesting. Right. I uh, thought the Carmelo Hayes-Wesley match, course of banger, that DDT, what was that, top rope, turned his body in midair, DDT on top of the announcer's table. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that in my Years of watching the great sport of wrestling, there was just some acrobatic, just tomfoolery. Uh, no, excuse me, chicanery, as Cody wrote to say in that match. And I, I enjoyed it, I 100% enjoyed it. Of course, we had the mixed tag match, of course. Um, another judgment day sighting on NXT, I think it's been great for the brand, it's great for Dragon Lee, of course, to get the one, two, three on that as well. Ava showing improvement in the ring, man. She is, she absolutely she went, is incredible improvement man and when i'm sitting there watching i just can't help but think holy shit i'm old that's the rock's daughter in the ring i can't help but think that like unbelievable so you know she she's definitely been putting in time in the pc it's definitely show man and i can't wait to see what she does more in the future man yeah and it, and it also feels like um i don't know where the schism thing is going because i know it, it's looming right that the former Grizzle Young veterans are um, just going to quietly let their contract expire. So I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if it's going to be the culmination next week. And where does Gacy and Rain go from there when that right. does take place? I'll be, I'll be honest. Schism is a weird stable. It's, it's like they're not necessarily a threat, but I don't know. They, they haven't really 
to me, planted their their flag firmly in NXT. And I think the only reason why people really keep their eye on Schism at this point is because of Ava and to see her development. But, you know, when you start out, you may not be totally sold on your character. It takes a minute to get there. So uh, we'll have to, I, I think it's, this is it for the stable. But for Ava, we have to see what her trans, transformation next is going to be. So It's also like Gacy's like third or fourth reboot with the Schism. Right. Sense. Since right. jumping in the brand since he popped out in NXT 2.0. So it's very interesting how um, this has kind of been the one that's stuck, but I would say it still hasn't fully caught on or at least caught wildfire like like you would hope. I'm a little confused with this Heritage Cup. I feel like H- HBK has made a hobby out of confusing us with these very confusing NXT-type tournaments. What was the... I had to read it a couple times like, now wait a minute. Okay, so it's a... Four bracket. Wait, I, do you have? I gotta have it. Do I have it in front of me? Let me, let me, let me grab it. In reference to Harris Tup Cups, referring to the match between Nathan Frazier and Noam Dar. Uh, more screen time for metaphor is my takeaway from everything. And now we're gonna get an even bigger uh, profile yeah, it, of the North Her- of the NXT Heritage Cup in just a few weeks. Okay, so follow me on this. Here, here, here's the rules. Two groups with four superstars in each group in a round-robin-style tournament. Matches have a 12-minute time limit. Pinfall or submission leads to two points. A draw leads to one point. The winner of Group A faces the group winner of the winner of Group B on September 26th, and the winner of that match will face Nordarm for the Heritage Cup on September 30th at No Mercy in Bakersfield. I, I get it, but but. What was the other one? I, I what was the other was it the battle? What I couldn't remember it when I was looking at what was the last thing HBK thing did? You're talking about that new match that they created in it, wasn't it? What the hell did, was it did called? Waller win that? Yeah, no, what was that, that called again? Now, um, someone in the chat hit us with it because I, I, I could not remember when I was looking at the story, but sometimes these NXT T um, um, stipulations confused the hell out of me. Yeah, 12 minute time limit, like. Boza, you got me, man. They could have just had it straightforward, but then again. Right. Boza's a man of the facts. Yeah, just, just getting down to it. But yeah, so, excellent, solid. I, I'm. This is not even, this is NXT 2.5 at this point, I think we should call it. What is it? This is 2.0 uh, or 2.5. You know Stephanie and Boza are holding us down with the information. I think it was, I think it was called the Iron Survivor The Iron Survivor match, match that's so, it. I was like. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm actually going to bring that back this, this year because I was. It wasn't like this unforeseen thing. Like it, it was kind of inventive, but not, not over the top. Like brand new, I would say. Right. It it seemed like it's just throwing in a bunch of stipulations to try to create something new instead of keeping it straightforward. Yeah. Overall, I mean, Heatwave was was really good. I, something's gonna emerge. It looks like they're trying to really push uh, Von Wagner now, which is good. Right. He's developing his character. Don't know what they're doing with Ron Breaker. Ron Breaker just seems to get angrier and tanner every single week. But just like a Steiner would. Maybe, maybe Baron Corbin makes sense of everything. Baron Corbin doing his best Harlem Heat uh impression last week or last night, sorry, which is very interesting to me. And Booker <laughs> wanted no parts of it once once called once it was called out. Oh, shucky ducky, quack, quack. The resurrection of Baron Corbin at NXT. NXT is working. I see I say every time we talk about Baron Corbin on this show, working miracles. Because it looked like Baron Corbin was damn near dead in the water, but he's gone back to NXT and put a battery back in his back. And this is like his third or fourth reboot of a character, uh, something like that at this point. I just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just happy that he's, he's getting back on track, man. Because it feels like on the main roster, man, like when he was losing, it was looking bummy. It was just the man, the man, the man couldn't win, man. He could not, literally, could not win. So. It's good, it's good to see. See in the chat, Stephanie Hardy says Carmelo and Wes almost had any tears at the beginning of the match. Yeah, that was the first time uh, the NXT World Champion was uh, competed with two African American men. So it was history in the same time, beautiful. which is being a phenomenal match between those two. Just, just beautiful moments Absolutely. in that match. And I hope they continue to run it back. They can be the perfect dance partners for each other as long as they're both NXT at the same time. Kind of a Gargano. Adam Cole situation, huh? Exactly. And and now that you now that we 
we'll talk about Adam Cole a little bit later. But now that we talk about that, that match felt very black and gold to me. And when very. I think about when I think about the moment that happened with Trick Williams um, earlier in the night, where he felt like Mello was kind of blaming him for the way he beat Ilya and all that type of stuff. If that, let's just call it a split. It is. It's kind of a de facto split right now. But if that turn happens, I feel like that will be very darker than the gar than the Ciampa over Gargano. Yeah. Than what most recently the JC over Gigi, or even the Dakota over Tegan. Right. It, I think that will hurt so many people to see that when we've seen this brotherhood on screen uh, since Melo kind of started becoming him. Right. And that was Melo. He tripped his foot on the rope on a diving suicida towards the end of the match as well. Like that was that was a close call. It was towards the end of the match. He his foot caught on a rope and thank God the landing wasn't as bad, but they recovered nicely on it. But great match. Excellent, excellent match. Beautiful match. Let's 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 chat real quick. So, uh, I, who brought up that point in the chat? Very interesting point. I think it was Boza brought up this interesting point. Tiffany Stratton had a moment last night where she had a promo, and it seems like I I, I kind of agree. I feel like the writing staff isn't giving Tiffany anything to really work with because she right. kind of misstepped her words, and maybe maybe the play on words was meant to happen. But she mentioned Becky Lynch as a former NXT champion when she actually never won the NXT championship. So which led to Becky Lynch actually responding right. and saying, I've never won the NXT championship yet. Yet. So call it what you will, this Tiffany Stratton title reign, she was the most logical choice to be champion um, at the time after the de facto what happened um, with uh, Roxanne with the mental health and whatnot. Um, but overall, the rain has kind of felt like she's either been devoid of challengers or just really isn't hitting the same. Would Becky Lynch kind of give the NXT Championship the kind of spotlight it needs, or at least give Tiffany the spotlight that she needs as champion? Because right now, wherever you feel about the Becky versus Trish thing, where it's not really hidden to you or not, maybe that's a good thing for Becky, for this man character that we want to see kind of continue to hit his mark um i don't know man um i i think at this point i mean I, I just keep thinking of charlotte when she had the nxt title how it really didn't it didn't help Rhea at the end of the day i, I mean it did lead to the big wrestlemania match of course three years of, of, of a build-up but in the short term it really didn't help anybody involved i think that's just my my observation of it Will it help if Becky comes to NXT? It'd be a great ratings pop, but I don't know if this would be... I don't know if this would help or hurt the, the women's division at this point. Like, it's great to see Becky, but you still got Becky trying to wrap up things with Trish Stratus and the fact that they fumbled that shit, and that steel cage match is having a payback should have been at SummerSlam. Summer excuse me. I, you, but but, but you but you but but you know what? Now that whatever it was on purpose or was a goof, the door is open now, especially after Becky tweeted because she could have let that go, or the writers could have said, "Hey, don't even don't even touch that. That was a flub. Don't even touch that." So, door is open now. Let's see if they do any do something with it. Boza mentioned that the title may have been cursed since the weird firing with Mandy Rose. What are your thoughts on that? I don't know if it was cursed. It was. It's definitely that rain. I mean, we know what happened with that. The firing was strange. It was it was not warranted. It was a lot of miscommunication backstage. Uh, they have not been able to find. I mean, like even we'll talk about the women's tag ties later on in the show. It, it's it's I don't know where where it's not finding its booking. I don't know if it's if, if the people of held have not had a believable character. I don't know if it's been injuries. It could be. I mean, it's all of them. All of them all um, together. If you think about it, so. It just could be sometimes just he just hit a bad straight with things. It just that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes, and you just got to keep rolling with it. So, um, but Stephanie, do I you mean, feel like it was a legit Freudian slip, or just like maybe not? I'm not going to say Tiffany, but maybe the writers possibly not doing their research on everything, which has kind of been 
I mean, I, I feel like this isn't the first time for Stratton to kind of feel like she's just kind of floating, treading water in her promos. That is true. And also, I mean, it's it's easy to think for someone like Becky Lynch, who has her stature and her resume now, that she was not NXT champion. But you got to think about where she was in terms of the quote-unquote pecking order with the women's evolution. She's Part of her story and her come-up as the man was she was like the, the fourth will, in a say, in that situation. So now it's 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 easy it's hard to believe wow she was an NXT champion but if you go back eight ten years to the black and gold days you remember she was at the bottom of the form it's not to say she wasn't as good because she is as good as them she just wasn't booked to be as good as as Charlotte or as uh, as Bailey or as or as uh, Sasha so she was kind of either in the mix or out of the mix sometimes so it could have been a flub. They could run with it, you know, but I don't think Becky showing up to NXT will help or hurt at this point. Especially, I mean, it would it, it would have to happen after payback. She's got they got to wrap this Trish Stratus thing up first, because you also got to ask where where does Becky go after that. So that lends to a very important question. Payback is coming up on, I believe September third. Uh, no mercy for NXT in Bakersfield is not until September 30th. So there's a lot of things you can make up within that time for Becky to take a trip to NXT and justify it to make that show sell more tickets and to give Tiffany Stratton a very good marquee match on the card. Or Tiffany Stratton causes Becky the cage match at Payback. Excuse me, September 2nd. Because Payback is two weeks from now. Then No Mercy is at the end of the month, correct? Yes. T- Tiffany could roll up to pay. I don't know if they'll go through this. They, she may be able to roll up to pay back and cost Becky the match if they're going to go that route. I don't think they are, but that's just throwing something against the wall and maybe a possibility. Big possibility. All right. What, what, what do we want to jump to next, Chuck? Let's see. Ah. We've got to talk about Mommy real quick, who has now the highest-selling shirt on WWE Shop. I saw this shirt on Monday Night Raw, and I'm like, that shirt is hard. Monday Night Mommy. That shirt is fire, and it should be number one for that reason. I I, I love to see the ascension of Rhea Ripley continuing. And it seems like even with this episode of Raw, you know, she's been kind of the – the voice of reason within the arguments and squabbles within the judgment day. You know, she's looking at priests and Balor saying, y'all go fix this. Like enough's enough. Like you're going to fix this. So she's taking even a stronger role within the group. Now a leadership group per se. So the, the shirt is dope and, and the sales are warranted, man. She is one of the biggest stars in the company, period woman or man, period. Yeah, so it's, it's it, I think I read another stat. I believe it was been since June for Monday Night Raw. They've been co- members of the Judgment Day, I'm saying, have consistently been in that main event spot in that third hour on Monday Night Raw since June. So hmm. it says a lot that the faction is really doing numbers. And now the merch is reflecting that. It says this is the top seller right now. We know who the previous top seller was, kind of wherever you want to rank it one through five recently. And that was LA Knight. So for this right. shirt to overtake those T-shirts really says something, not only for Rhea's character and her dominance, but also for women's wrestling. So yes. whatever, you, whatever you feel about her title reign, wherever it may be, people are behind Rhea Ripley as a character and as a superstar. Right. And now she's on. She's almost on three times a night. You know, she's she's almost on. She's on SmackDown here and there, you know. When, when the situation calls, she was just on NXT with, I mean, again, I, I really believe she's a standing character on her own, but there's no doubt that the chemistry for her and Dom within Judgment Day has helped both of them. And it's, and it's entertaining and it's led to the popularity of that stable. I believe everybody plays a viable role in that stable, man. And we we're talking about edge last week. What has been his contribution since he came back? No doubt. The founding of Judgment Day is, the, the, the crowning jewel of him coming back next to him winning the Rumble, I believe. That's a good take. It's a good take. That, that's, that, that's, you, that's, you I mean, I did, Edge kind of founded this version of Rhea Ripley. Very much so. And then when the, when the, I remember when the reveal came, uh, when, when she was revealed as the next member of Judgment Day, I remember just applauding, like, 
Because at that point, people are like, give Rhea something. Wasn't she was with Nikki A.S.H. at that point? Right before she joined Judgment wow. Day, I want to say. She was with Nikki Cross, I would think, because they were that buddy-buddy tag team. And she turned on her. And when she was revealed was as the next... Nikki or Liv? Was it? She was with Nikki at one point. She was with Liv at one point. I want to say she was with Nikki when the... When the turn happened, but when the reveal happened that Edge had recruited, I remember applauding at the TV going, this makes a hell of a lot of sense. That was great booking. Great, great booking. She was perfect for the role and has just shown out, man, and, and is ex- continued to exceed. I, I think Judgment Day has, has overperformed the thing in everybody's eyes. Dylan says that Dragon Lee should be the next to beat Dom for the North American title. And uh, Nikki brings up a good point. That was a very good match. I think very when Rhea wants to work, wants to showcase somebody, she really sold a lot of Lyra Valkyria's offense last night. Very. Like really put on for her in that match. Made her look like a star. So what do we we talk about Rhea not having challengers? What if she gave Lyra a title shot? I think that would be a great way to kind of showcase more NXT superstars on Raw and vice versa like they have been doing since they're moving more into that third brand role. I can see it. I think I think at this point that would be a good help. And also Dragon Lee makes sense to put the have him beat Dom since he got the one, two, three of them last night. And also that kind of now Dom has helped elevated that title. You've helped elevated you've helped elevated uh Dragon Lee as well at this point. So it makes sense to to go that route and then Dom can go back to fully back to the main roster and take it from there. So this is the this is where when you use main roster talent NXT goes right. This is where this is a good example of where it really can go right. It's not just a ratings pop, but it helps develop and get more people over. I agree. I agree. It's helping elevate people because you have these main roster talents come and work with whatever you want to say, development, whatnot, but it helps put the spotlight on these guys and show like, hey, everybody in this company can keep up. Everybody in this company can go. We don't right. have a development. We have superstars in the making across all three brands. And that's what it's about. I like the way you put it too. Super, not developmental superstars in the making. So it looks like WWE is finally settling on NXT is a third brand. It looks like they're finally going to just land on it and stick to their guns on it. It was always, a, 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 since the early black and gold days, it was a third brand to me. You know, like I said, the only reason why they changed it was to, to do an turnabout face because they were losing to Dynamite in the ratings war. The Wednesday night wars we had, you know, a couple of years back. But it's always been a third brand at this point, at least in my eyes. Absolutely. And it's only, I mean, wherever you stand on the... NXT 2.0, they were trying to just do some makeshift to add shock value and whatnot. And some parts of it worked. Some of these people stuck. Some of these people really got over. And we still have a lot of great talent in NXT because of that shift. Right. It was a rocky start. I was I was not a fan of the colorful NXT, but I think they found a middle ground with we call it a 2.5 or 3.0. Is it 3.2.5 or 3.0? I like two and a half. Uh, 2.5 is where we at right now. Not quite 3.0 yet. All right, we'll go, we'll go 2.5. 2.5. 2. All right, what we got next? What do we got next? Today marks three years of Roman Reigns as the tribal chief. It is time. I'm the tribal chief around here. Yeah, you see me, the tribal chief. That's right. <laughs> yep. That's exactly oh, what it is. Yo, three right years since time. he returned. Uh, we know he was out for a lot of different reasons in the pandemic. Came back, I believe it was during the match with Bray Wyatt as well as Braun Strowman. Ever since then, it's been ones up, and it's only grown and become one of the best storylines we have of this generation for sure. And regardless if you're tired of it, regardless if you felt like Cody should have. One at Mania, whatever, wherever side of the fence you're on, there's a lot um, that can be taken away from this run of Roman Reigns. It's probably going to be go down as the greatest run of all time. When you think about it, because before this run, he still had like an unheard amount of uh, WrestleMania main events. 
this run will define Roman Reigns' career. More than the Shield, more than the Big Dog, all that is fantastic. But before the Tribal Chief, I, I think I saw in the tweet you put up. It says one. What is one word to describe Roman Reigns' three, a uh, uh, three-year run? I got one word for you. Over. He finally got over. It took Paul Heyman and and all his genius and everybody to put their heads together to make this thing work. And now Roman was a viable villain. He was a viable champion. He was built like a million bucks. His promos are light years better than they were. The, you know, going back to No Mercy when Cena destroyed him before the No Mercy in uh in in Los Angeles a couple of years back. It is it is the, the it is the the it, it this is his you know like everybody needs a classic album you know you're talking about artists everybody needs a classic in their catalog. This run is Roman's class. This is his Illmatic. This is his, you know, his his reasonable doubt. This is his classic, you know, album. This is his doggy style. This is his chronic. This is his his run. So Dylan brings up a good point as far as it'd be interesting if Cody can win back-to-back -back rumbles. And if he does not, how does he get back to Roman? He kind of threw like a little a little bar in there a couple weeks ago after overcoming Brock Lesnar. He said uh, something about finishing the story and his promo on that Raw after right. uh, SummerSlam. How does he get back to Roman? How do they make him kind of get back into that world when they're on separate brands right now? If you're in the chat, I'd like to hear your chimes in on that as well. Mm -hmm. And he said if he doesn't win the Rumble two years in a row. Exactly. Also, I'm waiting for our Wednesday afternoon run-in. Nikki said that She's going to enter the studio, and my thoughts on that. You're lying. <laughs> Uh-oh. Got to hear some theme music in a second here, man. Somebody's coming from behind the curtain. I'm still, I'm still wondering what that theme music – well, not the theme music, what, the vi what that video meant on Monday. I, it was like Tyler Perry. Please please tell me what that meant. I had no Yo, idea. I couldn't Booney's, Booney's going to hook it up with the music soon, man. He's going to come in and just – Anytime you jump in the chat, just hit the music. But how he finds his way back, the only way I kind of see it is there is something like, I don't know if it's going to be Elimination Chamber, Fastlane, whatever that middle pay-per-view is between the Rumble and Mania, there's going to be some type of match. Maybe Elimination Chamber winner gets a shot at, at, at you know, Roman at 40. Maybe it's a triple threat match with another person put in the middle of it. That person wins the Rumble, and Cody gets one more shot of redemption and wins Elimination Chamber. That's some kind of like last minute kind of kind of way I I would I would see it possibly, and that's just thinking off the cuff. I, I don't know, like so. Okay, if Cody doesn't win the Rumble this year, who do you, do you say LA Knight's on a running for this, or do you, do you really put him in the middle of finishing this? I don't see LA Knight. I don't, I don't think the LA Knight run is going to last that long. I don't. I don't think it's going to last through January. That's just me. I, I'm open to being wrong. I, I believe it is, but I don't see the benefit of entering LA Knight into the Bloodline story in any way. Stephanie's right. There is no more brand split. It, it's effectively dead silently. Yeah. It's the wild card rule again. Yep. <laughs> I don't. But I don't see any reason to enter LA Knight into the. Bloodline storyline. I I just for, for him to let's say it's a triple threat at Mania 40 between him, Cody, and Roman. Like I, you know, I LA Knight deserves his own match. He should be going after a, a mid-card a mid-card title. Whether I mean, like I would say Gunther for the IC title, but are we rumored to get uh Lesnar and Gunther apparently? Is is what we're hearing in these in these streets? So if that's what, what Gunther's plans are for Mania, I'm sold because we thought we were going to get that this year, but we still got a hell of a triple threat match uh, between him, McIntyre, and um, Sheamus. But no, I I, I don't – because I'm thinking who else would want to win the Rumble that would, would be thrown in the mix if it's not Cody and not LA Knight? Who else would says see? he would have Cody last within the last five or six in the Rumble and then automatically enter the Elimination Chamber, and whoever wins that will get a shot at the other title if that the Royal Rumble winner doesn't pick. JD's in the chat. He says, what are the sense. chances of Solo winning the Royal Rumble? Mm. 
Does he leave the bloodline before the end of the year? Does he leave his cousin Roman before we get to December or before Survivor Series? So in my in my eyes, Survivor Series is the main time where you can do kind of that bloodline four way just to keep keep having momentum with everybody against each other because I'm pretty sure they'll keep Jay's appearances few and far between between now and then. Right, and happy belated to the Usos as well. Their birthdays were yesterday. Happy belated, happy belated. Do you make it interesting and make it a war games match where you have um, um, KO and Sammy team up with the Usos and then have Roman and Solo team up and then who would what, what else would you – well, you well, I can't say Judgment Day because they Damn tried right, to do business Damn with right. them before and it didn't work. What did Nikki say? I missed that at the bottom. Survivor Series won't be good without NXT moving forward. They need to keep War Games at least for a couple more years because that was a very entertaining way of doing that match. I don't think they've announced anything regarding War Games for this year's Survivor Series, so I think it might be going back down to NXT. Uh, when you think about it, they they took so much of NXT during that draft. You got to give Sean something back because this is why we're stuck with NXT Heritage Cup running around here every two weeks. <laughs> so it, I don't know what was confusing me more that or when I first learned of the Casino Battle Royale, I was like, okay, the draw. I'm not a card player, so even playing the Casino Battle Royale on Fight Forever, I'm just like. Wait, I'm entering. Okay. You know, it's just tell me when I'm supposed to go in the ring. Actually, how, how is that game? I haven't played it yet. You know I what? Back on my gaming. I, I love the gameplay. It does feel like No Mercy. It does feel like a little bit of the old SmackDown games. The criticism is true in that it's missing a lot of content. They are actually releasing the Stadium Stampede match between now and tomorrow. Um, Tony Khan and Kenny Omega announced that. There's gonna be a DLC of the, the bit with uh Kingston as well. We just kind of yeah buy the game. <laughs> buy, buy the game. I don't game. care. But by the way, I, I want to smoke with Claudio right now. Yeah, great spot. Yeah, that great that spot. I've 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 bought it twice. I have it on PS4. I'm playing it more on the go on Switch right now. Um, there is some things gameplay wise. I feel like that definitely can be tweaked. Um, but I think they're they're not gonna do a yearly thing like. 2k is they're gonna keep they're gonna do it like tekken where it's fight passes and they're gonna update it over the next couple years so i think yeah and and for as much money as they put in that wwe doesn't only only gets the licensing out of you know from 2k they don't actually put money into the game they license it out so you know aew is more skin in the game they gotta make money back from that game so it's it would be dumb for them to try to do fight forever 2024 they just got to keep putting resources in it so i think in about a year from now um the game will have more wrestlers more stages um fight forever goes well on the ps2 (laughs) the graphics are not that bad man they are not that but i still play ps2 games every now and then absolutely what 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 it, it what has me come back to fight forever why it may seem somewhat incomplete it's fun to play the gameplay is fun it's easy to pick up you're not, you know what? Going back and playing that, it makes me think of the day, 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 the day. What was that, Chuck? I think I think something happened with your volume, boss. Now, now you're muted. JD says it's a lot of days. It's a lot. You're still muted. <laughs> so can you hear? Okay. So something's going on with Chuck's volume. All this talk about AEW um, brings me to an interesting point. And I may be biased, but... I believe the stadium stampede match, the original one, was the greatest thing that AEW has done to date, which brings me to an interesting point. MJF was actually on Busted Open uh, Radio this morning, Sirius XM. He brought up an interesting point about the tribalism that he sees online. And we know what tribalism means. It's the this company's better, this company's better, this is better than this, uh, all the talk. And he says, and I'm paraphrasing here, 
that that doesn't exist amongst the performers, that everybody's cheering each other on. He said he knows people that cheer on, I'm better than you, Bay Bay. And he's he's looking at Cody's stuff and he's cheering that on every single week. So I, I want to, uh, while we're waiting on Chuck to get his volume picks, I want to bring it up to you guys in the chat because we know the tribalism, we see it. Some of us may even participate in it. But if you saw this clip on Busted Open or maybe you listened to the radio show this morning, what are your thoughts on that? Do you feel like tribalism only exists amongst the internet trolls? Is it much ado about nothing? And does it really matter if the wrestlers are winning? Because we know these guys are all friends and it's just a place that you work. It's, it's not really your lifestyle. It's how you make your earnings and how you make your living. I don't know what happened with my driver, but my interface just went kaputz for a second in the middle. Just like, what the hell was that? We're back here. Technical difficulties are over. Um, you know what? For To what MJF was talking about is the point I always make about when people want to pit, you know, AEW versus WWE. And even looking back at the days of WWE and WCW, we're too young to really see the business as is. But the older we've gotten, we've realized competition is much... I mean, you can even connect the video games back. Madden hasn't been good in, until it's had a competitor. It's been eh, for almost the last 20 years. Does Madden competition, have a competitor? What do you say? Does Madden have a competitor? Have a competitor. No. EA okay. bought the license out in 2007, 2006. There has not been an official NFL licensed game in almost 17, 18 years. It's just so when you don't have that competition, you're not pushing each other to, you know, to make something better and, and you know competition breeds great product and and to mjf's point this is the, this is what i've always said about aew it made the business better and you know the, the hard-working you know uh, uh boys and girls in the back are going to get a better paycheck they want to keep them there when you only have one one place to go it's kind of take it or leave it you know regardless how you feel about each product from a business standpoint it's good to have multiple companies. It's good. and it's not and not just AEW and WWE. We're looking at the impacts of the world. We're looking at the GCWs of the world, the New Japans of the world, and and every other indie you know uh, powerhouse. So, you know we talked about kind of this uh, worldwide territorial system we have kind of going on in place these days. So the more options, the more opportunities people get to work, the better the paycheck. And, and and the the wrestlers are kind of you know laughing at some of the fans talking about which is better. It at the end of the day, the boys and girls in the back should win. That's that's who I'm cheering for. I want them to be able to get paid to do what they love and be pay, compensated fairly. And you know we get we have we have a good product to to watch. With that also said, there's a lot of wrestling out here these days. <laughs> there is a lot. <laughs> Ring of Honor. I was. I can't forget Ring of Honor either. There is a lot of wrestling these days to try to watch and consume. Absolutely. All in all, I, sometimes people do it in good fun, but sometimes it just overtakes the the importance of wrestling, which is just pure entertainment. Like what Absolutely. you like, um, but you don't have to like shit on somebody else's take or what they enjoy because what is does nothing at the end of the day. To be honest, no. No. And, and also, because I, I cut out to, to quickly wrap up saying about Fight Forever. It's fun to play. It's going to be updated more. I recommend you buy it. That's just my two cents. Awesome. And what we got next? What do we got next? Uh, WWE Women's Tag Champions Remove Curse from Titles. So, Chelsea Green, as we've said before on this show, um, has been able to turn chicken shit into chicken salad. And they have apparently found a replacement for her since Sonya Deville was unfortunately injured. It is going to be Piper Niven is going to be her apparent tag team partner. She has been gifted one half of the women's tag team titles. And there is a video posted on TikTok of her staging the tag team titles to wipe the curse off of them. I know we have been careful to use the C word on this show. But if there's anybody's gonna fill in for Sonya and really get a shot at it, I'm happy it's Piper Niven. I'm and I'm glad she got her her original name back. I don't know what a dewdrop is. If somebody knows, please tell me in the chat. I've never known. I'm just glad to see her with the name Piper Niven again and getting a great look like this. And I actually have the video, so I'm gonna show it to you guys real quick.
I don't know what the symbol was. I, I don't mess with no symbols and stuff like that. But I, I, I don't know. Ginger ale right there. I know ginger ale <laughs> always cures all ills. So they, they, they needed they, they needed a rosary to sage them joints right there. Maybe to say a couple of Hail Marys and Our Father, <laughs> something to get them them joints off that man. But uh, and points for using classic uh, Florence and Machine in the back as well too for for the uh, for that bit as well. But I wish them success. I wish them health above all else, please. But I think that's a very very suitable replacement for Sonya Deville. Uh, somebody that do drop means is that what you're responding to? I'm sorry, say it again. I believe Nikki responded to what do drop actually means in the chat. I did not know that. I did not know that, and I'm glad I've been educated on that. I did not know that's what that meant. I did they never really explained why the name change, what does it mean to the character? They never explained it on, on camera, at least I missed that, but. I, 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 it never stuck. It never stuck with her person. And like, like, it never stuck with her personality, you know. So, the Piper Niven character was developed out more in NXT UK. So, I'm glad she's back to that name. Yeah, and I mean, this is what I, I love when they use the power of social media for stuff like this, doing content outside of the actual programming. We saw it a lot in the early stages of 24/7 title, I believe. Uh, Katana Chance and Caden Carter were doing a, a a video at the airport earlier where K, or uh, Katana did a handstand, walking on her hands to get in her seat. So this type of stuff that allows you to understand the depth of these characters. And when the WWE promotes and retweets and reposts this stuff, it can only allow people to win. I believe Chelsea Green is going to take these titles to prominence, similar way that the Iconics did, where it's more entertaining anyway. Whenever you see them on the screen, you will be sports entertained. And that's what matters as far as erasing the curse and remembering the title reign as it as a whole. Chelsea Green knows this is her shot. She knows this is her shot after so many setbacks. And she's be, and she be damned if anybody's going to mess it up for her. So she was going to make it happen. And she is, man. And so it's going to be very exciting to see. It seems like Piper Niven has taken the quote-unquote lead on this team so we'll see one how long the partnership lasts and you know it could be classic they don't like each other and then all of a sudden they build a bond and then all of a sudden they're a classic mismatch tag team you know storyline so i think that's what we're going to get but we'll see i feel like we're going to get team hell no vibes yeah very much so where piper just takes the lead and she's like i'm the tag team champions type of thing you're just here very much so very much so what we got next what do we got next? Charlotte Flair. So Charlotte Flair says Tiffany Statton, who we talked about earlier, told her that she, told her that she inspired her to become a wrestler. Let me pull up the quote here. I know I read this earlier today. So in a recent interview with the Michael K show, Charlotte Flair asked about meeting Statton for the first time and how she recited as the reason that she became a wrestler. Charlotte said, and I quote, there is a future star. I mean, she is a star right now. Now, Tiffany Satin, Stratton, excuse me. She said, it's because of you I wanted to become a wrestler. And I'm like, hold on. I'm not that old, Tiffany. Please don't say that in interviews. But she's that young. It blows my mind to realize I've had a hard, I've had a hard time enjoying the journey, and I'm just now learning how to enjoy the journey. I've been consistently on the go. I don't think at I don't think about it all the time, but I got to meet Tiffany privately one day and we were just talking and I was just blown away by the impact I left on her and it felt really special. It is kind of uh, hard to believe because, you know, we're going to talk about um, two other members of the Horsewomen later on in this show. You know, those matches, you know, especially their NXT matches, you're going on almost 10 years on those. It's It's been, a you know, another generation or two of NXT superstars have come behind the, the horsewomen. So time flies where you're having fun, but they have influenced a whole nother generation of, of warriors in the squared circle. And those in the chat that are the the backbone of WWE, you have to forgive me, I didn't get a chance to delete that slide earlier when I was multitasking. So yes, that was not Charlotte Flair. I meant to go back to this slide. So my apologies. But no. Uh, speaks to the impact of kind, and we'll talk about this uh, NXT Takeover Brooklyn match in just a second. But the impact that we know the four horsewomen had on this next generation of wrestlers being able to 
kind of inspire people to want to take a chance themselves and kind of get into the ranks of maybe something that wasn't their previous plan. Says you're breaking up. Say that last part one more time. Inspiring the next generation of women's wrestlers who probably never thought of it as a career path before. And that speaks to the volumes of the four horsewomen kind of laying that that groundwork years ago. And we're starting to finally see the dividends that with the next generation. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and even now, just connect now, the generation before that, you see, you know, um, you see now Becky fighting Trish in a steel cage match. So you go a generation back. So you start to see that. And I think that's the beautiful thing about their rivalry. You see the connecting of the dots of the last 20 years of women's wrestling just between that rivalry alone and the mentions on NXT. And the evolution is is incredible to watch. It's beautiful to watch. Speaking of, I, I just want to give odds uh, over or under odds, now that I think about it, maybe too early to say this, over or under odds that Lita interferes in that steel cage match. We haven't seen her since she got taken out. I feel like that would hurt more than it would help. Really? As, as it hasn't been real well received and it's kind of dragged and they didn't get the spot at SummerSlam, I don't feel like that would help people remember this feud very well. I think we're going to see her, but I don't know what capacity. Could be, could be not. But they never kind of tied in that that story. That end of that story of you know Trish, you know, turning on Lita. So I think we will see her in some capacity. I think I think that's gonna happen. Get Becky out of this future. To answer the direct question, what's the reason? I, I'm guessing the it, reason would a, be just it, because originally Trish took out Lita. It's a loose end, they didn't tie it yet. Game. It's a loose end. And even if it's a run-in, at least it's, it's gonna be a run-in toward the end of the match. Trish will try to get out. Santana, that'd be an interesting twist right there. The whole time she's working with Trish. So it's like. No, you're right about that. But if Zoe Stark's Zoe Stark is in Trish's corner, who is uh Becky's backup? I think that's been the whole point of this this rebirth of the man character is that she don't need nobody. Like that's how strong the character is. She doesn't need anybody to come to her aid. At least that's that's what I'm taking from what they're doing. I'm not saying it needs to happen. It just won't surprise me when it happens. That's all I'm saying. It, it seems like a very thing that that's 95% going to happen, but we'll see. She didn't say time. it, Nikki. I just felt like it was implied. I felt like it was implied when she was attacked backstage. But if it's a big swerve and maybe they just faked it the whole time, this, that would be a very long-winded way of saying, like, hey, we don't really like you, Becky. So we... We want to sabotage the women's tag team titles, which would do very poorly. Yeah, that that that, 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 that would well. be stupid. And that would drag on the storyline another two to three months, and they don't need to do that. This storyline needs to end at payback. We all agree on that. We're not. We, I got people in the chat saying, thank you, Trish, and I got people coming at Trish's career. I don't know who to side with, but <sighs> Trish wanted to go, so we're not doing the, that. The disrespect. We're no, not doing we, that. Not today. Not today, not ever. Not today, not ever. Said, said you want to take this anniversary match eight years ago? Absolutely. This was do? yesterday, but eight years marked the anniversary of the iconic match between Sasha Banks, formerly known as, and as well as Bailey. They even uh, spoke to each other on Twitter a little bit as for regards to saying, hey, let's do it again. Happy eighth anniversary. Know they're real life besties. This was a great match that really kind of set the bar for women's wrestling. We started seeing some longer run times and matches as a result of this. NXT was in its peak, and this was something that set both characters on their road to stardom. So overall, I want to hear everybody in chat, just remembering this match, remembering everything that's come as a result of this match since. How do you guys remember this rivalry and this feud and this moment at TakeOver Brooklyn? Let's see what the chat goes. Let's see what the uh, front row mafia going to say about this classic right here. I think we're. I think we've said it before. We're going to see Sasha Mercedes. Eventually, she's going to find a way back to WWE. I don't know when. I don't know how. But we need to have this. We're going to have this match one more time. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. 
finally getting some comments. We still get we still got people going there. Trish Nick. Oh my god. God man. <laughs> Y'all got no respect in these in these internets, man. Both Iconic are match. Iconic match, and it definitely has to happen again. Even with um by the way, I dropped an article for WWT last week talking about Charlotte, where Charlotte did bring up Sasha as a possible dream match for Mania main event. If that were if this were to happen again, where would you want to see it happen? Obviously not on a not not a throwaway pay-per-view, but one of the big four if you can do Oh, it. this this is a mania match. This is a mania match without question. Especially if this is this is the way Sasha finds her way back. Oh, it's a mania match. No doubt about it. Possibly the headline night one or one of the nights. Absolutely. Stephanie's saying she used this match for a college presentation. Everyone in my Very class cool was stuff. like, I would have stood and applause if I would have saw that in a college presentation. You hear me? I agree with Dylan. I yeah, that would be dope. Like Cody would be very big. Very big. That would be dope. That would be very, very dope. Okay, we got okay, Nikki, we got we gotta stop coming at Trish throat. We can't we can't be doing that on this Wednesday afternoon. And 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 we gotta we gotta factor in age as well. If they were all the same era, it would look very different than what it looks right now. I, I can assure you that. Look, man, Trish is looking pretty damn good in the ring for her age. Like, you have to like she's she's like Sabu walking around. And God bless Sabu, man. But when Sabu took that bump off the top of that table into that that table, I felt that. And this is the man used to be able to stand on the top of the rope and drop a leg drop. Some wrestlers have taken better care of themselves over the years. Trish has been one of them. She's stayed in shape. Like, I don't see the complaint. There are other wrestlers and we're not going to name any on on this program that have not taken great care of themselves over the years and still try to get in the ring and they just don't look like a shell that former selves i don't think trish stratus is one of them respect the og please <laughs> Bosa brings some interesting point and i believe the soft shake has touched on this on monday night in the raw post show would she come back as sasha or mercedes 100 it would be sasha not just because yeah. of the rights just because sasha is a brand Right, She's a brand. You, uh, everything was attached to that name for media rights and appearances. And Mercedes Monet is kind of, kind of, kind of like her own thing, as it is right now. But it would 100. If it's in the WWE world, no chance that it won't be Sasha Banks. It's not a Cody situation where she really wasn't established in WWE and left, established another character, and is bringing that character over. That's not the case. That character within WWE is part. I mean, even within the, the Mercedes Monet character, there's pieces of Sasha there. So it's it, you may see certain elements and edgier elements from the Mercedes character, but no, it's going to be Sasha Banks. Good point here. Um, Stephanie says, do you think Bailey versus Mercedes could happen elsewhere if Mercedes doesn't return to WWE? I'm going to say I agree with Dylan. I can't see I can't see Bailey leaving the company unless I don't something either. catastrophic happens. I don't either. Stranger things have happened. If he disagrees. If they keep booking, if they keep booking, I mean like Kari, I mean uh, uh, uh excuse me, um EO Sky winning the, the uh the title at SummerSlam put some faith back in you know into damage control as far as i'm concerned if that didn't happen i would say that would be a higher possibility because like what the hell are you doing with damage control but now you have the champion your stable apparently dakota dakota sky is getting better we'll have to see how that works out if that thing turns we'll have to see so but no i i don't see bailey leaving at all i just i see her as a wwe lifer to be honest with you but at the same time we're talking about you know Edge possibly on his way out across the street. Stranger things have happened in the wrestling world, man. So I, I you never say never. Never say never, but and it's not always about money. It's not always about comfort. But like I said, I feel like something would have to give to kind of 
force someone out there, not force someone out the door, but want him to want him to kind of cross that street, I will say. With Edge, right. he's at the tail end of his career and possibly wants to work with his best friend one more time. But with somebody like Bailey, I just right now I can't see it happening. And right now she's doing a great job of mentoring the next generation. So maybe she just wants to test herself creatively somewhere else. I could see that. I just don't think it would be anytime soon. I don't either. We're running out of time, aren't we? We are running out of time. So we got time for one more story, which you want to touch on. Of course, we we unfortunately have to end the show on a sad note, but we ought to have to have a celebratory note. We have to honor the life and career of now the late, great Terry Funk. Terry Funk passed away today. Terry Funk, the you want to talk about a hardcore legend before a hardcore legend. This is Mick Foley's favorite wrestler, his mentor. You want to talk about the uh, the Funk family? His his father Dory, who's a wrestler. You know their days in uh, championship wrestling from Florida. Which, by the way, I know we talked about Dark Side of the Ring on the show, but there's another show, an offshoot they call Tales from the Territories that The Rock co-executive produced. Watch the episode on championship wrestling from Florida to get some background on that. Of course, his days in. All Japan, uh, All Japan Pro Wrestling. His days in WCW. A lot of us first learned of Terry Funk when he was Chainsaw Charlie, which was uh, Cactus Jack's uh, tag team partner against the New Age Outlaws during the Attitude Era. And also, a lot of us respected the the work of Terry Funk when he's in ECW. Terry Funk is the definition of fight forever. Like he's retired more than too short. Like. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. He's retired four or five times in his in his career, but what a life, what a legacy, one of the all-time greats. A funny moment about about um Terry Funk. I joke about this with my sister all the time is he of course was in the ring when Mankind was thrown through the cell at the 98, the infamous 98 Hell in the Cell match at the King of the Ring. <laughs> and when when Mick Foley was laying in the middle, he uh checked on him. Taker said, "Go check on him and see if he's breathing." And he went over to Mick. Mick said, all right, I'm okay. And he says, okay, he's alive. And, of course, to keep character, the Undertaker choke slammed him out of his sneakers. I don't know how that happened. but This, the fact that even in a crazy situation like that, they were still able to keep character and keep the show rolling. Terry Funk is an all-time legend. If you don't know the work of Terry Funk, please, please do yourself a favor and go watch some Terry Funk matches over the next course of the next couple of days. Rest in peace to an all-time professionally red of all-time pro wrestling legend. Yes, rest in peace, Terry Funk and condolences to the Funk family. The afterlife just got a lot more hardcore mm. the passing of Terry Funk. So before we get out of here, Chuck, tell the good people in the chat and the viewers where they can find you. You can find me on IG at the Old Soul HFP. Check out my group, On the Flow Productions, our album, The Black Odyssey. We got two new singles out with a good friend of ours by the name of Luna, singer-songwriter. It's called Summertime Never Ends and What's Your Name? Make sure to go check those out and our music videos as well. And I have not thought of a fancy uh, nickname for myself um, on, on, on this show yet, but I'm sure I'll think of one soon. <laughs> And you can find me at said says on X, Twitter, or whatever you want to call it. You can find me at said is the answer on the gram, as well as the threads. I'm writing for WWT now. You can catch me here Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays as well. But we have a lot of other shows. Make sure you check out a lot of our post shows. Check out our writers. Check out our talent here at WWT. We're only growing. Check out the new website, www.talkpod.com. There's a lot of content for you to find, a lot of things that you can see. Until next time, this is Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one show for women's wrestling. Ciao for now. Lady women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.
Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.